Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 76 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company, a leader in community software for support communities and digital marketing. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services, which enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question just once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack! Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday. As you know, on Thoughtful Thursday, we discuss deep thoughts, including overarching strategy and organizational structure. Today will be no different. But before we get into today's subject, I want to remind you that I have a present waiting for you over at sociallysupportive.com. All you have to do is run over there, click the big yellow button, and you can have a free 30-minute coaching session with me, courtesy of Telligent, a variant company, who is this month's sponsor. Why? Because I want to make sure that you go into the new year without a lot of stress and burden on your mind about whatever problem has just been bothering you about how you take your digital customer support strategy from fine to fantastic. Whatever problem has been bothering you, just go over there and click on that button, schedule up some time that works with you, with me, and we will go ahead and work through that problem together. Well, what kind of problems could you talk to me about? Let's talk about your overarching strategy. How are you going to put your digital customer support program all together, meaning your support chat and your email care and your social media customer care? Why do you need all this structure for three different things? How do you get started thinking about combining that all together? What should you do about your community forums? Do you have a community set up? Is it integrated well with all of your technology? We can talk about anything that you want to regarding delivering great customer service over digital support channels. That's there for you. There are only a few spots left open. I I keep saying there's only 12. I've opened up a couple of more, so there are now still 12 spots. So hurry up and get that together because I'm only offering that through December. It's a $300 value almost, so make sure that you click that button and go sign up for it now before the holidays really kick in and you're not there in the office anymore. Okay, let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Joel Barker, who said, Without caring, there can be no quality. And our book of the day is Moments of Magic by Shep Hyken. 
So what are we talking about today? Well, first, I have to tell you guys this. I don't normally stop and do this, but as you know, the socially supportive studios are in the far north Atlanta suburbs here in the United States, and we don't get a whole lot of snow, but I am recording this for you on December the 8th, and there is snow coming down outside, which is unusual in Atlanta and the North Atlanta suburbs for this to happen. So there's this wonderful snow globe effect happening. And I keep trying to pay attention to what I'm saying to you, but I feel like a little kid looking outside at this wonderful snow globe. So if you hear a difference in audio, it's because I keep turning my head to look out the window at this wonderful snow globe. I hope that you are able to have some sort of festive winter cheer. I love fall. I love winter. So this is very exciting to me. It's snowing. Okay, let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about today, which is what customers want on social media. What do I mean when I say that? Well, people ask me all the time as soon as I tell them that I help companies deliver excellent customer service over digital and social channels. People always ask, Frankie, what am I supposed to say when I reply to customers? I don't know what to say and I don't know what I should do. Well, Knowing what you should say comes from understanding your customers and understanding what it is they're looking for you and more to the point, what they need. What is their mindset when they're reaching out to you? This helps you understand why they respond to you the way that they do and what you can do to make sure that you take your customers and make them happy again. So we're going to dig into a place that I love, social science, all about why people feel the way that they feel, how they got to that place, and what you can do about that. So let's get into this. The first part of this is why customers become upset. If customers come to you over Facebook or over Twitter, they say, Rar, I'm so upset with you. You've done something wrong, and I'm really angry, and you need to fix it right now. Why do they get so upset when things go wrong? These customers, why are they so angry when things go wrong? And you'll know this will resonate with you because you are also a customer. Do you know why they get so upset when things go wrong? Because they were afraid this would happen. Yes, let that sit with you for a second. What do I mean by that? When they were out shopping for a product or a service that your company offers, they had choices out there in the world. And they probably had a plethora of choices. There is so much in the marketplace right now. So when they were deciding whether they should go with your company or a different company, they thought to themselves, well, I'm going to investigate this. Let me research the attributes of this company versus the attributes of that company and what do their customers say. And I'm going to go online and see what all these reviews look like. I'm going to ask my friends. Maybe you don't do that for National Chewing Gum Company, right? Maybe you only do that if you're purchasing a bigger ticket item like a television or a car or certainly a house. You go out and get all the information that is right for whatever level of purchase you're making. But you know what happens? I think we all do it. You get all of this information, you get all of this input, but then at some point, no matter what's happening, you get to a point where you have to make some leap of faith in what you're doing. You're well-informed, you're well-educated on what you're trying to choose between. That's all great, 
But you've got to make a leap of faith because at the end, you're going on your gut. And then as soon as you make this decision, something happens where you feel better that you've made a decision. And then just for a moment, you start to wonder if you made the right decision. You're worried, you know, buyer's remorse. You're worried, ooh, what if I chose the wrong one? And until something good or bad happens, you just have this question in the back of your mind. Whether you bought a sweater or a book or a membership to something, it doesn't matter what you bought. Until you have your first real experience with this company, you don't know what's going to happen. You can go for a day, a week, a month, a year without having any significant proof one way or another that you've made the right choice. So why do customers get so upset when things first go wrong? Because they were afraid this would happen. I knew this would happen, they say to themselves. I just knew that if I chose this company, I was worried this thing would happen, and now it happened, and look, now it's happened. So they took this leap of faith, and then your company messed up. Well, most companies are going to mess up. Everybody messes up now and again. Mistakes are inevitable. So what happens then? When the mistake happens, customers feel buyer's remorse. They fear that you are not going to be there for them. They feel anxious and they become agitated. And if you look inside yourself at your customer experiences, when something has gone wrong, you're like, oh, oh, there it was. It's gone wrong. I knew something was going to go wrong and now it has. Now I'm not sure if this company is going to act right. I I took a leap of faith when I chose them. And now what if they're not going to be here for me? And it starts the state of agitation. It starts a little bit of anxiety. So what's at the root of all that? At the root of this anxiousness and this agitation and this maybe anger, whatever, the root of all these emotions is the fear. What do they fear? They fear that they are unsafe. They do not feel like they're in a safe, cozy place. They're out in a place that they don't understand yet. They also fear that they might be wrong. Everyone looks for, and it's just human nature, everyone looks for the clues that makes them right. They're looking to make sure that they can validate the decision that they made was right. And if you all immediately get to a point where you go, oh, I might have been wrong, then you're stuck in this because either you were right to pick the company and you can be right with that, or you're right in your buyer's remorse that you were wrong to pick the company. See, it gets a little complicated. So they're fearing that picking the company might have been the wrong thing, and they fear that they were right to be scared and think that they made the wrong decision. Another fear that they have is that you, as the company, will injure them. What do I mean, injure them? Well, You might injure them by wasting their time, wasting their effort, or wasting their money. Have you ever reached out to a company on any channel where something is not right? Maybe a company delivered you the wrong sweater, or maybe the company sent you the incorrect bill, whatever. When you look at whatever you have to do and think that you have to reach out to the company, don't you sometimes think to yourself, oh man, this is going to take so long. So even if they fix it, I feel like you did me harm because I even have to call you and walk you through this whole long process of you fixing the problem that I shouldn't have had to have you fix in the first place. So already customers are coming from a place of being sure that you're going to injure them by wasting their time, effort, or money. Now, that's why customers become upset. 
if I left you with just that information, you might feel a little injured because then you'd be thinking, great, thanks for dropping this problem right on my doorstep and letting me know it's there. And now what am I supposed to do about it? Well, I want to tell you the other side of this. The first part is why customers become upset. The second part of this is what customers want, right? And there's just three basic things that customers want, and we're going to get into what those things are and what you can do about it. And the snowflakes outside, just in case you're wondering, are getting bigger and they are starting to stick to the rooftops. Oh, I love this. This is so fun, especially on a Friday. All right, so what customers want. Here's what customers want. The first thing they want is they want you to hear them. Number one, hear me. What do I mean by hear me? The first thing that needs to happen is you need to respond quickly. Remember how we talked about initial response time being king of digital and social customer care going forward in the future? That is true. That was on episode 43 where I said initial response time is the future, not just average handle time. How long does it take for you to fully solve my issue? Initial response time is where the future is going. So what is this about? You have to respond quickly. Even the travel industry, we talk about how airlines and rental car companies and, you know, Travelocity, all these kinds of businesses need to respond very quickly because people have places to go and things to do, and they're just going to get more and more angry the longer they have to wait. And you know why they continue to get angry? It's because of that fear, the fear that you're not going to help them, the fear that you're going to waste their time, effort, or money, and the fear that they were wrong to trust you in the first place. So this initial response time in travel, it's a must because it can make or break whether the customer is able to enjoy the travel experience that they're having or not. They've got deadlines. In any other type of vertical that's not time-bound, And travel, by the way, is not the only vehicle that's time bound. If you've got financial transactions that are in play, that usually isn't public social media. But now we've got private messaging and SMS and all of that that can be done behind the scenes. And so if you're trying to do any sort of financial transaction, you can bet your bottom dollar. uh, See what I did there? You can bet your bottom dollar that that's going to be very important to somebody that you get back to them quickly, whether it's over a social channel or not. But you need to respond quickly. And if you can resolve the issue immediately, that's great. But sometimes we trick ourselves and we say, well, it's only going to take me a couple of minutes to get this fully resolved. So I'll try to do that first contact resolution jazz, and it'll just take me a little bit longer. Well, what happens there is that if it takes longer than 5-10 minutes, then you're getting to the point where you're making your customer very nervous. If you can not resolve fully within that first five or 10 minutes, just reach out anyway, break your desire for that first contact resolution and just say, hey, I hear you. I'm working on this right now. And here's what that says. It says that the customer is important to you and you're being respectful of their time and their effort. And this reduces the length of time where the customer is feeling anxiety. Okay, so the first of three things that customers want, hear me, and that means respond quickly. The second thing that customers want is know me. What do we mean by that? You need to be familiar with their issues. 
in social media customer care and digital customer care, you have the luxury of potentially researching their account history before you even engage with them the first time. Even in support chat, you should be able to set up what you're looking at so you have a preview while the customer is typing. You should be able to see what they're typing and then what they you know, sort of backspace and delete and then what they're typing again. This gives you a preview where you can understand the customer's thought process. Over social media and SMS, you can see what the customer has typed before you even reach out to engage with them. Use this time to your advantage. You don't want to make the customer wait too long, obviously, but use that time to be able to research the customer's account, research what products or services they have, research what technical or service issues they may have recently had. Try to get on the page to anticipate what you think they're going to say before you start engaging with them. Have you ever been on the phone or on a customer service engagement with somebody where they recommend a product or service to you and you say, yeah, that's great. I actually already subscribed to that. Doesn't it make you feel a little unappreciated that you're paying this company for something and they don't even know you're paying them for it? It seems trivial. It seems like not a big deal, but it is. All of these little things stick in our mind and help us to feel a certain way, which causes us to react a certain way. So make sure you research account history before engaging with them and then really listen, like our daily inspirations is really listen to their concerns so that you can understand what it is that they're talking about. Then, and this one's important too, I have been looking at some of the social media customer service Facebook pages and Twitter handles as I do from time to time. And I saw really great engagement for a long time, but I'm starting to see where social customer care is starting to look more and more like very sterile customer care disengaged interactions than the playful, engaged banter or the very conversational banter that we were achieving for a while. And that's not all companies. I'm just saying I've seen more of it lately with what I've been looking at. Make sure that your agents are speaking conversationally and tell them it's easy to hide behind corporate speak or industry jargon. It's easy to hide behind scripts of process and procedure. That's safe to your agent. Tell your agents to step outside of that veil of safety and just talk to them like they were talking to Aunt Sally or their neighbor next door. Do what they can to be conversational. Still within, obviously, your brand voice, whatever that is, but don't hide behind that corporate speak because it makes customers feel like them And you should feel like us and we between your agents and customers. That's how you get customers to feel better. And then that leads us into the third piece of what customers want. Comfort me. What? We don't talk about that very often, do we? We don't. But that's really when you get down to it. Customers want to feel comfortable. And how do you make people feel comfortable? You have to start by making them feel safe. And remember just earlier, we were talking about what's at the root of the attitude that you're getting from the customers is fear, fear that they are unsafe. Well, what do you mean by unsafe? 
they feel like they're out there on a ledge on their own, that they've taken this leap of faith and they're not sure that you're going to be there to help them or save them or make sure that you don't injure them by wasting their, their what, their time, their effort and their money. So what you need to do is help them feel safe. And you can do that by showing with every interaction that they made the right choice in going with your company. Mm, That sounds hard. What do you do? The first thing you do to show that is be fair, keep your word and do what's right. Three things right there. Be fair, keep your word and do what's right. This takes a lot of strategy. It takes a lot of well-trained agents. We'll talk more about training on future episodes. And it takes a commitment to let the agents that you've hired do what they do best and do what they need to do without having to run to a manager all the time to get approval. If you've got things out there where a manager is just going to approve it anyway, go ahead and let that trickle down to your frontline agents so that they're empowered. We'll talk more about that later. But you want to make sure that you've got all this structure in place to make sure that your agents can feel like they can communicate in a relaxed manner and be fair, keep their word and do what's right. And keeping their word has to do with them knowing what the company can and can't do, knowing what they will and won't do, because overpromising to help somebody feel better and then taking it back later, well, that just makes them feel worse. So if you can follow these three steps, hear me, know me, comfort me, that sets up the framework for what we're going to talk about tomorrow on Freeform Friday. And I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I want you to tune in for it. But it's exactly what listeners continue to ask me about. So it's actually another holiday present for you guys. All right. So let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Because customer support communities create a compelling return on investment and give your customers the support options they want. When we talk about comfort me and help me feel safe and help me feel like I'm not alone, we didn't talk about it earlier, but support communities can be an extra tool for you to have customers feeling like they're part of your brand, feeling like they're connected, feeling like they have a say and that they have a part in what your company is doing. So the tools that I'm giving to your agents are one thing your community managers can use this too. But your community can also reinforce this with little to no effort on the part of your company and your agents. So remember that there's a lot of benefit to community. There's a financial return on investment because there's less work that has to be done by employees of your company because your community is out there sharing the values as well. And then also remember that once these threads are created where customers ask questions and then they're answered by other customers, these become artifacts that are searchable out there on the internet. So then people can just Google the answer to what the question is that they have about your company. And one of the things that will return to them are the answers in your support community. So This has a way of getting bigger and bigger, and then the world at large has access to this information if your community is set up where they can see it. So know that there is plenty of goodness that can happen in these communities. 
What you should do to find out more about Telligent, a variant company, is to go to sociallysupportive.com slash Telligent, T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, and learn more today. Okay, if you have a job opening or if you are looking for a spot, email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I will play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so we can deliver awesome customer service out there on the three W's. Okay, this has been Thoughtful Thursday. Tomorrow, don't forget, is Freeform Friday where we talk about whatever we feel like and what I feel like talking about tomorrow is going to be really helpful to you. So until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 